Amen. Good to see all of you here tonight and welcome everybody online. Got a good word for you tonight. So open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians and let's look at chapter 5. And next Wednesday night, you're going to be blessed to have our very own Pastor Nancy preach Wednesday night. Yeah. Yes, going to be great. Going to be great. And then, of course, small groups and Brenda will be talking more about that coming up real soon. The book of Ephesians, a really, really great book. I think it's a book that we should be reading constantly and meditating on constantly. There's such great revelation in here. Ephesians, the fifth chapter, and uh, verse 18 says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but rather be filled with the Spirit. Now, you all been in this church for a number of years. That word, be being filled, that's what that really means. In other words, continuously maintain the fullness of the Spirit. Here's what Smith Wigglesworth said, and I quote. He said, Our only safeguard to dropping back into the natural mind with which we can receive nothing from God is to be filled again and again with the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. Our only safeguard to dropping back to our natural mind with which we can receive nothing from God is to be filled again and again with the Holy Spirit. Now we know that Corinthians says that the natural man receives not the things of God. And so there's two ways to live. We can live in the natural according to the flesh or we can live in the supernatural. And I know you, you like living in the supernatural. It's when his super comes on your natural. And when you live in the supernatural realm, supernatural things begin to happen. I mean, all around us, in our daily life, in uh, so many areas of life, we should be expecting his supernatural power flowing. Amen? So one thing we need to do, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, we need to make sure that we are charged up continuously with the power that comes from Him. You know, there's a scripture, I believe it's Daniel 11:32, if my memory serves me well, and I b- believe that I have the mind of Christ, and the memory of the just is blessed. Amen? Go ahead and let's try that one on for size. Say that with me, my mind, my mind. is my mind. my mind, and it will be fully functional, and it will, functional. And it will serve me well, my entire life. I have the mind of Christ. Now, it would be kind of embarrassing for me to get this wrong, but one scripture in the Word of God says, The memory of the just is blessed. And Daniel, I believe it's verse 11 and 32, it says, that they that, But they that know their God, those that are intimately acquainted with Him, they're not just plain Christianity, they're living in communion with Him. But they that know their God, they shall be strong. Amen. They shall be strong. And one of the uh, benefits, if you will, are byproducts of being strong is and do exploits. Now, I haven't had the time to look up the word exploits there, but I think exploits are a good thing. Especially when they're done in the Spirit and by the Spirit and as a result of us living and abiding in the vine. So there's no question about it. 
we must maintain the Spirit-filled life and stay strong in these last days. And that's why it's so important for us to pray these Ephesians prayers on a regular basis. Notice with me in the book of Ephesians chapter 3, and uh, I think it's beginning in verse 14. He says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Aren't you glad that we have family in heaven? We're looking forward to seeing them again one day. But not too soon. We just want to fulfill everything God's got for us. And then we'll have all of eternity, praise God, to rejoice with the family that's in heaven. Now he said, I bow my knees into the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, whom the family in heaven and earth is named. Now notice this. This is a request. Paul is asking this for the church at Ephesus. You can ask this for yourself. You can ask this for your brothers and sisters in Christ. And so he says that he would grant you Now notice, according to the riches of His glory. So, the riches of His glory, when we ask for what we ask for, the riches of His glory is a good thing. Now notice, to be strengthened with might by the Spirit, by His Spirit in the inner man. Strengthened with might by the Holy Spirit in the inner man or in your spirit man. Philip says it like this, And I pray that out of the glorious richness of his resources, that he will enable you to know the strength of the Spirit's inner reinforcement. Thank God for the inner reinforcement that comes from the Holy Ghost. Now, Unfortunately, many people's prayers deal only with external things. Father, I'm asking you for a new Camaro. Or Lord, I'm asking you for a a new house. I'm asking you for this. I'm asking you for that. There's nothing wrong with asking for things. Amen? Otherwise, he would not have said, What things, soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. God is not opposed to us having things. He just does not want things to be first place in our prayer life. And so a lot of prayers then are external, asking for things. But this prayer that Paul is teaching us tonight, this prayer deals with internal things. Everyone say internal things. Now I want to remind you that we are a spirit being. We have a soul, which is our mind, our will, and emotions, and we live in a physical body. Paul prayed for the church at Thessalonica, a prayer that I pray for you, a prayer that you can pray for me, and the very God of Shalom sanctify you wholly, and I pray God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you are a spirit being created in the image and likeness of God. And our greatest needs are not external. Our greatest needs are internal. Our greatest needs are internal. And I think there's too much time, if you will, that people spend on the outer man. You know, making sure that it's fed well and that 
It looks good. I'm not against taking care of the outer man. I think we should all work with what we got. In other words, do the best you can with what you've got. Right? You know, we are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. We only have one body. It is the vehicle with which the Spirit of God moves through us in the earth today. It's our earth suit, so we need to take care of our bodies. But our inner man is more important than the outer man. Our inner man is to be renewed in strength. It is to be refreshed by the Spirit of God every day of our lives. Amen. Renewed daily. And there is a great danger. There is a great danger when our inner man is not strong. Things that can happen when our inner man is not strong. For example, making decisions when our inner man is not strong is making decisions from a position of weakness. The strong spirit of a man is very important. So if you come to a place in your life where a major decision needs to be made and you're a little bit fatigued spiritually, take time to make sure that you wait on God. And when you wait on God, your strength will be what? It will be renewed. Your spirit will be refreshed. Your mind, your intellect, your very being shall be vibrating with the goodness of God and the power of God. And it will make you of a quick understanding. So we don't want to go through life going on what we think, what others have done. No, we want to do life from a position of strength not from a position of being anemic. And so this prayer then is a prayer that we can pray for the continual strengthening of our inner man. How many of you remember President Ronald Reagan when he said to Mikhail Gorbachev, who just passed away, at the age of 92. Ronald Reagan was not a weak, limp-wristed president. He was a very strong, strong president. Matter of fact, he liked to cowboy up. He was such a nice man. And he said this, that you can't negotiate with the Russians from a position of weakness. And so he wanted Russia to see the strength of the United States military. And we need to be praying for the strength of the United States military. And so Ronald Reagan had a great relationship with Mikhail Gorbachev. And one day Ronald Reagan stood up strong and he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. How many of you know that there's some walls that need to be torn down? There's some barriers that need to be broken. There's some cities that need to be won. And it's not going to happen if we are in a weak position in our spirit realm. And it cannot just be Pastor Tom. It cannot just be me. It cannot just be this pastoral staff. 
all of us in this day, in this hour, must feed on manna from heaven and stir ourselves up and be filled with the very power of God and do exploits. Amen. Amen. And so he's asking. He's, he's asking for a grant. I think what would help us all is if we could be more conscious of Christ in us. More God inside-minded. Paul, writing to the church at Colossae, said, The mystery has been unveiled. And the mystery is this, that it is now Christ in you, the hope of glory. Say this with me real strong. Jesus Christ Christ is in me, me. and He is the hope of glory. All you all know, you know, our history here, our spiritual dad, Brother Kenneth E. Hagan, did several meetings in our church. We were able to sit at his feet for a number of years, all of us, and we still are because we're reading his books. And you can go on YouTube and you can see Brother Hagan 24 hours a day. And man, it's a good thing. But here's something he said that has ministered to me throughout the years. He said, the greatest miracles in my life both in the area of healing, in the area of the supernatural power of God flowing, and also in the area of finances. Are finances important? Do we need money? All right. So he said, the greatest miracles in my life, in my ministry, came after extended times of praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. For the the privilege of praying in the Holy Ghost. As you do, you'll be built up. You'll rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Ghost. And when the test comes, and when the distractions come, trying to cut you down and cut you off from your supply line because you have ministered unto the Lord by praying and praising in the Holy Spirit the supply of heaven, the strength of God shall never ever be cut off and so shall you walk in the realm of God and so shall you walk in the realm of the supernatural. Glory to God. Oh yeah, there comes a building up there comes a charging up by praying and maintaining the Holy Ghost life. Amen? Let's pray in the Holy Ghost for about 30 seconds or so. Go ahead and let's tune up a little bit. Glory. Glory to God. Ah, la If you don't pray in tongues, that's okay. Just start praising God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege. Oh, thank you for the privilege. Glory to God. Glory to God. No, the devil cannot cut off our supply line. Ha ha. We're connected to glory. We're connected to Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Glory to God. That's what the North did to the South in the Civil War. Their main thing was to cut off their supply line, to cut off their weapons, to cause distractions, to weaken them.
And the enemy is the same today. It's the same thing. The enemy will use anything and everything he can to distract us from our walk with God. Amen? Now, I realize that all of us are busy. And I know that life happens. But I'd a whole lot rather have life happening full of the Spirit than weakened. Why? Because when the storm comes and the flood arises, amen, we're not going to be shaken because we're founded, praise God, upon the rock. Can you say amen? Amen. Well, somebody said, well, yeah, but I'm so weary. We need to get weary talk out of our out of our words. We need to stop talking about how fatigued, how tired. Granted, all of us get tired, right? But amplifying that and talking about that will only make you more fatigued. You know, there's this song, I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away, right? But there's some words in that, and I love that song, and I can't sing it, and I don't think Brenda wants to sing it tonight, do you? No. But uh, one of the phrases of that song, just a few more weary days and then I'll fly away. I recently listened to a, a brother in Christ, and he said that his dad removed the word weary Because he noticed that when they'd sing that song, it's almost like a blanket of weariness came over the whole congregation. Just a few more weary, weary days and then. There's nothing worse than a weary pastor. You know, if I got up here tonight... And I just told you how many tests, how many trials, and how tough and how rough it is, and how weary I am. You may never come back to this church. We don't need to be weary-minded or worry-minded. We need to be God-inside-minded. And if you feel weary, that's okay. But don't camp there. Don't stay there. Don't talk weary. Talk strength. Let the weak say. Woo, let's say it again. Let the weak say. I am, I am strong. And so this pastor removed the word weary and said happy. Just a few more happy days and then I'll fly away. I'm not going to wait till I get to heaven to get happy. I'm going to get happy right now in my own living room. I'm going to get happy in my pajamas. I'm going to get happy eating popcorn with my wife. I'm going to get happy chasing her around the room. I'm happy. Let's be happy. Well, there's empty chairs here tonight. Well, what of it? We're happy. We're getting a happy meal. We're happy. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. Woo-hoo! Well, Pastor Mark, though, ah, some things really need to change. Yeah, you. <coughs> change. <laughs> change starts with you. We're all changing. We're all making adjustments. Amen? 
Oh, glory to God. Change starts at the top. Get your mind renewed. Maintain your focus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Isaiah chapter 40, please. If you would turn over there. Isaiah the 40th chapter. Praise the Lord. I'm sure glad I came tonight. Amen. I, I like this much better than watching some of those shows that I can't do very well in, like Jeopardy. Oh, my goodness. They had all these categories. And we're sitting on our couch watching it last night. I knew everyone in the sports category except for one. And then they went on to botany. <laughs> I wouldn't have done so good. So I'm glad to be in church. Our attitude should be, I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go unto the house of the Lord. Woo! Amen. Somebody said, did you feel that when you kicked your leg? No, but I did it anyway. Hallelujah. So we have the cure for weariness right here in Isaiah 40. He said in verse 28, Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he doesn't faint, neither is he weary. Say this with me. My God, My God is, not weary. is not weary. And he, and he lives, in me. lives in me. Greater is the strength in me than the weariness and the weakness that is in the world. He's never weary. Never weary. I like that, don't you? The creator of the ends of the earth, he doesn't faint, neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. How many of you know it does not take very long to get weary when we're dealing with life from a natural point of view. Is that right? We don't want to let that in. Verse 29. Read it with me. He gives power to the faint. Now, can we expect for an increase of strength if we've been faint? And if we are running a little bit low, yes, we can. Now, how does this come? No, don't, don't misunderstand me. I've been weary. And I've not been weary. And not being weary is a whole lot better. But I'm not standing up here saying that I, I've never, ever been challenged with this. All of us have. But we've got the answers. Now, notice this. He gives power to the faint, to them that have no mighty increase of strength. Even the youth shall faint. Hmm. And what will they be? And even the young men shall utterly fall. You see, whether we make it or not is not dependent upon our age. Well, if I just had, you know, 
If I just had the strength, you know, I was working out today, I was on a spin bike and, and a couple of guys were, I mean, they were after it. They were doing some real serious weights, you know, and I, I said something to the guy, I said, you trying to hurt your friend? Because they just kept piling it on and they were doing crunches and stuff. Well, my attitude is not, oh boy, if I just had what they have. We should not look upon the youth and covet their strength. Many of them don't have it spiritually. So whether we're strong or not is not dependent on our age. I know of people in their 90s that are extremely strong. Why? Because they're drinking from the well of salvation. They're coming unto Him and they're drinking in of God's Word. It's like Pastor Brenda preached a masterpiece last week. Arise and eat for the journey is too great for thee. We're heading some places. But we must make sure we come to the table and eat so we can finish our course. Amen? So, it's not up, whether we make it or not, it's not not dependent on our age. It's up to you and it's up to me to draw near. Notice with me in verse 31. Read it with me, please. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not So notice the progression here. Waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. When we wait on the Lord, then and only then can we mount up. I can't mount up unless I've prayed up. I can't mount up unless I've worded up and praised up. Mount up. Mount up with what kind of wings? Wings? Wings of an eagle. Eagles soar. They soar above the storm. And when they spread their wings, they let the thermal, whatever that's called, the wind, it takes them up higher and higher and higher. They face the wind, but they use the wind as a vehicle to go higher. We face storms. We face adversity. But we can use those things as we wait on God to mount up on the wings of an eagle. Now here's the neat thing. When you and I do that, everything changes. Everything changes. The higher we go in Him, the more we see, the more our perspective changes, the more ability we have to see things from His perspective. Oh, the benefits, oh, the blessing of waiting upon God. And don't make this difficult. This is not something that is so esoteric that's way out here and, you know, fluffy, fluffy in the clouds. No, waiting on God 
It's just something you can do every day. I like what Benny Hinn used to do. In his, he wrote a book called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Lord. I worship you. I give you praise today. I'm so thankful for another day to live. I'm so grateful, Lord, for all that you have done and for all that you will do in me, through me, and for me today. As you wait upon the Lord, you're cultivating gratefulness. You have an attitude of gratitude and you're just remembering all the things God has done and how good He is. Wait upon the Lord. Giving thanks unto His name. By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. You can do this in the morning. Just wake up in the morning and say, Thank you, Lord. You are Jehovah Raha. You are my shepherd. Thank you, Lord. Because you are my shepherd, I shall not want. And just take time to think how that affects you. Just take time to thank Him for the strength that He's made available to you. Oh, you're my shepherd. Today I will not want for strength, for you're the strength of my life. Today I will not want for wisdom, for you are my wisdom. And I worship you. Let's raise our hands and worship Him. Oh, I magnify you, Lord, for you are my shepherd. I take time to wait upon you. I take time just to thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. You are my righteousness. You've put me into right standing with you. Thank you, Lord, that I don't have to live under a cloud of condemnation for one moment longer, for you are my righteousness. Glory to God. You are Jehovah Sidkenu. I worship you. I magnify you. I give thanks unto your name. Oh, glory, 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 glory. And in Mosoredi Bostan, you'll start praying in the Spirit. You'll start praising in the Spirit. Glory to God. Revelation will start flowing. Praise God. Strength will start coming upon your life. He'll turn you into another man in the early hours of the morning. Hallelujah. He will cause your feet to dance. He will cause your spirit to rejoice. I worship you, Lord. For you are Jehovah Rapha. You are my healer. Woo! Glory to God. Lord, I'm so glad I don't have to live with that any longer. I'm so glad I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. You are my Redeemer. You are my healer. Oh, oh, glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's waiting on God. And then, open your Bible. Read a chapter. Read something in Proverbs. Read something in the New Testament. You will be amazed at what the Holy Spirit will speak to you. You'll be amazed what the Holy Spirit will show you. Things that you've thought about, things that you've wondered about, all of a sudden it's as if these words jump off these pages and get down into your spirit and your mind becomes illuminated. And you see some things. Whew, that's so good, isn't it? That's waiting on the Lord. Don't make it difficult. 
And then there's times where when we come together corporately as a church, we need to have some waiting times. We used to call it a holy hush. Well, what it is, not so much a holy hush, it's holy glory. Coming into the sanctuary. And we're just... And we're changed. There's exchanging taking place. Things come off of us. The Holy Ghost comes upon us. More Holy Spirit, more. More Holy Spirit. Oh, ha selemo karidishteya. Oh, briki Yes, yes, yes. We wait. We wait. We wait upon you. And we mount up. Hallelujah. With wings as eagles. <laughs> Amplified says, Mount up close to God. Then we'll run. And we won't be weary. We'll walk, and we will not faint. Amen. Turn back to Ephesians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. He'll turn your morning into dancing. Woo, weeping may endure for a night, but oh, joy comes in the morning. Revelation comes in the morning. Impartation comes in the morning. Illumination comes in the morning. Glory to God. Jesus arose a great while before day. And he went up and fell. Now your day may be midnight. I don't know. I know what my day is. But... Everyone has their times, if you will, their slots, if you will. I know Larry Lee was here the other week with uh, Dick, and uh, he had that revelation, could you not tarry for one hour? And Brenda and I went to Seoul, Korea in 1987 for kind of our five-year celebration. We came in 82. We were with Pastor Dick, and we... We're with others, Ron Cannoli, and we had a wonderful time. And the revelation that Dr. Cho had was early morning prayer at 6 a.m. And we were younger then, and we did that for a season. We did that for a season. It was nice for a season until George Amaral and I and P.T. and some of us would come and People started falling out in the 6 a.m. prayer meeting, and they weren't falling out in the spirit, they were falling asleep. <laughs> so everybody has got to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost for themselves. Amen? All right, now, we're not going to preach real long today. We want to we worship a moment, and, and if Brenda has anything. But I want to I continue along this Ephesians 3. Amen. So we started here 
in our text, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father, my Lord Jesus Christ, whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. Now notice, that you being rooted and grounded in love. You can pray that. Lord, I need to be rooted and grounded in love. Next verse, 18. That I may be able to comprehend with all saints was the breadth, length, depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. Isn't that a powerful thing? I mean, a greater revelation of love and a greater degree of us walking in love puts us in a position to never fail, but to succeed in life. Say with me, love never fails. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. I want you to see something here. This last part of the verse. That I might be filled with what? With all the what? The fullness of God. Now, if you would, if you could pull that verse 18 up in the Amplified Version, we're going to see something else here. That you may have the power and be strong to apprehend the grasp of all saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love, breath, length, height, depth of it. Keep going. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge, continue, without. Praise the Lord. Now, one translation says that we may have the richest measure of His divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded. Where is that? I thought that was amplified. What verse? Amplified Classic Ephesians 3.19. AMPC. Continue. Okay, there it is. Oh, no, back up. Back up. Unto all the fullness of God, may you have the richest measure of His divine presence. And what? And become a body wholly filled... I want you to pay particular attention to that word flooded. Flooded. Now go over to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, 18 in the Amplified, AMPC. Flooded. Flooded, 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 flooded. Woo, glory. For I always pray the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father, glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, insight into the knowledge of Him. Keep going. Mysteries, secrets into the deep, intimate knowledge of Him. Verse 18. By having the eyes of your heart, what? So we see the word flooded used twice. That we may have the richest measure of His divine presence, holy, flooded... And filled with God Himself. And the eyes of our understanding, whoo, glory to God, be flooded with light. God wants to flood us. Now, do you remember the flood that took place 
in Genesis chapter, I think it's 7 and verse 11. Notice this. Genesis 7, 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep <laughs> broken up. And the windows of heaven were opened. This flood that took place in Genesis 17 caused a major breakthrough. The whole earth was flooded for 40 days. And when God says that the eyes of your understanding be flooded with light, He's saying when this happens, you are going to get a breakthrough. There are some things that are going to break. There are some things that you're going to see. There are some things you're going to know. Your eyes will just be flooded. Whoo, glory to God. And when He says that you may have the fullness of the Spirit and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God Himself. Folks, when that happens, when there is a real flood in the Spirit, breakthroughs happen. And bad stuff disappears. If you go up into the Rockies and you see the Rockies have, that have not experienced a lot of rain, you're going to see a lot of junk. You're going to see a lot of stuff in the hills. You're going to see a lot of dirt. But oh, when the rain falls and the flood comes, it removes all of the debris. How many of you know we all need some ugly stuff that we're seeing with our eyes removed from our eyes? We're seeing some things that need a breakthrough. This comes by the flood of the precious, wonderful Holy Ghost. So, Lord, I pray you'll fill me up again. Fill her up, Lord. Remove what needs to be removed. But I think that one of the greatest things that could ever happen in our lives is to get a breakthrough of revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I trust you pray that for yourself. And I trust that you'll be a doer of the God's Word of what you've heard tonight. Now, when all this takes place, it positions us for verse 20. Do you wear your shouting clothes tonight? Verse 20. Now unto Him. Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above 
all that we ask or think. Now notice, according to the power of God working in us. I encourage you, get the power of God working in your life. Pray these prayers. Your eyes will be flooded with light. Your spirit man will enjoy the fullness of God's presence. And breakthroughs will come your way. Amen. Well, that's my message tonight. My name is Mark Thomas, and I approve of this message. Praise the Lord. PT, if you've come, praise the Lord. Let's all stand up and thank Him. Glory to God. And while on your way up, pray this with me. Pray this, dear Father. I pray the eyes of my heart be flooded with light. I pray that you grant me, according to the riches of your glory, to be strengthened with might by the Holy Ghost in the inner man. Help me, Lord, to get a greater revelation of the depth, the height, and the width of the love of Christ. You said it passes knowledge. Now raise both hands and pray this. Dear Father, I pray that I would be filled with all the fullness of God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for the flood. Thank you for that flood. And when breakthroughs begin to happen for you, it shall be, as it were, a catalyst for what's in you and on you to get on others. So others can partake of the goodness of God and the grace of God and the glory of the Lord that is upon you. Arise and shine, for your light has come. Woo, hallelujah. No wonder Jesus said, out of our belly is going to flow rivers, flow in a flood of living water. Amen.